Okay, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 28 this morning and looking at a, a few verses there. And the, the, uh, the, the title, I guess, or the, the um, introduction to this is, is going to be a, a portion that, and uh, we're going to look at this that's, that says that the bed is too short. And we're going to, you'll see what that means here before long. I would like to start in chapter 29 and um, verse 7, start with verse 7. We're going to read, read down a few verses and it, it's, um, it's woes to uh, Ephraim, it says here, that Isaiah the, has given the word to them and, and in their situation and that judgment will come and, and indeed as we've as seen in Malachi and other places, Judgment is going to come. It may not be today or tomorrow, but and uh, sometimes the judgment that fell on them was was immediate as far as a physical thing and by another nation or God's hand or whatever in 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 uh, in uh, judgment on them. And sometimes it refers to, and many times it at least is referring to the judgment that that all men will will face before God and the uh, condemnation that is on men. And I'd like to read this, starting with verse 5, <clears throat> a section down through there. And, and it says, In that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue of, the, of his people, um, and for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. But they have erred through wine, through strong drink, are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. But for all tables are full of vomit and filthiness so that there is no place clean. Not a good startment on where they're at. They're in a pretty nasty spot here. And it's verse 9, it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Um... We're going to make more comment on that, on the, the plight of natural man and, and uh, uh, regarding what the prophets say, what God has said, and what the Word says, and, and it says here, but they would not hear, and we'll, we'll see how true that is. Verse 13, but the word of the Lord was upon, unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass, shall not have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. 
he that believeth shall not make haste. Uh, and, uh, and we see here the, uh, and, and again, we're going to look at some other places that bear on this, but here where it says in, in verse 15, it says, we, ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we in agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it won't come unto us. We've made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. And we're going to see how, how true that is. And, and most, I dare say, probably not very many men have really actually said those words out loud to somebody else. But in the heart, that's, that's what natural man is like. And, and as it says here, they've, they're in agreement with death and hell. And they said, it's not going to bother us in the end. We've got, we're covered. And it says, we have lies our refuge. And, and like I say, we have not physically said those words out loud to God or to anybody, but we, we sure have in our heart been in that position. Uh, uh, and then in verse 16, we'll, we'll see that this is, this is the promise that God is from all time. There's going to be a, a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Speaking of the, of the Lord himself and of the rest that, that God has for his people, that only he can open the eyes and give life to that. And then we're going to go on just a little farther. In verse 17, it says, Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then ye shall be trodden down by it. From the time that it goeth forth, it shall take you. For morning by morning it shall pass over, by day and by night, and it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. Here it's, and it says, you, you may think you are covered, but he said, when the day comes, it's, your agreement's not going to, it's not going to do much. It's going to be no good. You're not going to be covered. You're, the scourge is going to overtake you, and, and uh, vexation, it says, is going to be there. For the bed, verse 20, for the bed is shorter, uh, shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, and the covering narrow than that he can wrap himself in it. For the Lord shall rise up as in Mount Perizim, Gibeon, that he may do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Now therefore be ye not mockers, lest your bands be made strong, for I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a consumption of a consumption even determined upon the whole earth. Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Um, a pretty, pretty sad account here, but it's, a, it's not only account of these and those that were ruling and those that, that at that time and place in, in uh, Israel, but of natural man as a whole. The covering and... Um, it just isn't. It just is not there. It just it's lies. And the the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself, and the covering narrow than he can wrap himself in it. And I I was talking to Mike earlier, and I I traveled with a friend one time, and I got a extra room bedroom, storage room, whatever it might be, but it had a youth bed in it. That a youth bed, and I was not a youth anymore, <laughs> height or width and anything, and it had blankets to fit and a rubber or a plastic cover on the mattress. I did not have a very good night. It did not, 
feet off the end, you know, and the blanket's too small. I, I can relate with this regard. It's humorous in that regard, and I had a very poor night's sleep, but that's pretty small comparison to what it is spiritually, what the, 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 the covering. And we're going to look at a couple of instances to, uh, there um, to start with. Just a minute here. Let me get on the right page here. Let's uh, turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And we're going we're gonna to look at a couple of instances of, of, the, of this that we have. And um, they're all through. They fit, they fit all through. Uh, the scriptures have, have, these, uh, have these sayings and these things. But in uh, uh, Genesis 3, starting with verse 4, and you, you'll, you'll recognize the passage here of, of Adam and Eve in the garden in the fall. <coughs> It says, verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes will be opened, and you'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence uh, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is that that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Uh, a, a couple of things here um, that we've looked at before. And obviously that that uh, um, Eve ate, gave of that fruit to to Adam, and their eyes were opened, and uh, and the the fall took place right then, instantly, immediately. Every every fiber of their being was now different than it was. It was not the same anymore. Their nature had had changed, and was now a totally sinful nature, uh, and. Uh, says naked before God and they they tried to cover themselves and that the the nakedness that they actually had was not the physical nakedness but the spiritual nakedness before God they had they were not covered and um, they said well we had we hid ourselves well they didn't hide themselves from God obviously they they thought they were the cub, the fig leaf is worse than the short bed it just not did not do the job that they hoped it would do, and the the physical nakedness was not had not much bearing on the spiritual death that they had just suffered, and uh, through the fall and covering themselves, and then in the next very next chapter, a few verses uh, starting with verse one of chapter four of Genesis, it says, "Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord." 
And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the, the, of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord has respect unto Abel and his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Lord, art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, thou shalt not be. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Here, the story we have of Cain and Abel, the the first sons that were that were born, and in the offering that Cain brought, I, sus- I suspect, uh, we don't have record of it, but I suspect that those boys had the same upbringing. They, they knew uh, uh, from their parents and from God what was expected as far as offering to God and what that represented. When God had clothed Adam and Eve after they thought they were clothed and the Lord clothed them with, with sheepskins, that may have not physically covered them any any better in some ways than the fig leaf, but it, but the, symbolically at least, it was more comfortable for sure. But it, symbolically, it was the covering that God prescribed, and a blood offering had to be offered to, to cover, cover that, and um, that picture, I have no doubt, was instilled in those boys of what the right sacrifice was and why it was the right sacrifice, and Cain brought. The best stuff he had, and the melons and stuff. Be that as it may, that was not that was not a symbol and symbolic of the covering that was needed for sin. And Cain thought it was good enough, and he didn't see why that wasn't good enough when he brought it. And we see where that led to, and he was very wroth because God had respect unto Abel. It wasn't because of who Abel was; it was because of that sacrifice that was brought, and that that. Abel's heart was such that he understood a few things, I believe, and brought that sacrifice. It wasn't just haphazard that one of them brought this and God said, well, I like that one and this one I don't really like it. There was purpose behind those sacrifices and and Cain thought that that was good enough. And he thought it was good enough and it was not. And, and his heart showed that when he had not respect for that. And he knew what to to do and could have done that, but obviously the Lord didn't put it in his heart. He did not, and therefore slew his brother and and over that. But it's the same principle, the same thing. Fallen man faced with what who God is, it I can do it. I can cover it good enough. And we've all been in that position, one way or the other, whether we've thought that or said that. Uh, and we've heard a lot of people say, you know, it'll, you know, you just, it just is not going to, in the day, the bed's going to be too short and the covering's not going to, it's just not going to cover it. And that's, that's what we do by nature is, is we, uh, we think we can, we can do that. We think we can hide from God as Adam and Eve did. We think we can, we can cover the problem and except for the, the way that it's prescribed to be covered by the, the the blood of our Lord himself, it is not covered. And and uh, that's the long and short of that. Um, 
it, it says it says here in the in the first few verses there that we read in Isaiah uh, twenty eight fourteen and following a bit there, and it says that uh, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid, and that's that's it's that's it boiled down, and that's it uh, what. Uh, natural man, the best he can do is is that of his own doing. Um, let's look at a couple of verses. In Isaiah chapter 8, while we're here, 8 of Isaiah, starting with verse uh, oh, that's, that's not where we want to go. Um, just a minute here. Oh, just a minute. Okay, here we go. How about chapter 1, not chapter 8? Let's start in, in uh, chapter 1, uh, and in, in uh, Isaiah is uh, bringing some thoughts that the Lord has given him to, to, to deliver to them. It says, verse 2, it says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2. For the Lord hath spoken, I have nursed and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his master, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, they have probably one of Israel, and they are gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Uh, uh, and it goes on in... Um, uh, telling them how unfaithful they've been and whatnot. But God has uh, uh, led and taken care and done things for them, and, and they have had the prophets and things. And it says here, the sole of the foot, even at the head, there's no soundness in it, and it goes on. And in, indeed, that's natural man. It, it, it doesn't matter where and when and whatever situation. Spiritually speaking, we could, it could be like Saul Physically, boy, he there was never a better specimen that they all thought that would be that could be king. Physically speaking, but this he he was this a hundred percent like all natural men were. That there's no soundness in it of by nature and and um, uh, it's not in God and and His Spirit. We will see revealing him Himself to His people. That's that's where we are, and that's what we are. If if somebody does not mollify those things and bind up the the wounds and take care of those things in a spiritual way and and put life there, there's no there's no hope for this in this situation. And that's that's the 
the, that's where uh, Isaiah is, is is telling them over here in verse 28 that this is, you think you have this covered and figured out, but here's your, you're not. It's just not going to work. Um, and a, as Adam and as Cain and and others that we have record of. Um, Turn to Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Okay. Psalm 118. And these are not uh, these are not new verses by any means, or or uh, discoveries by any 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 any. Uh, Stretch of the imagination, but uh, a lot of uh, what the word has to say uh, deals with this, of course. Uh, 20, Psalm 122, verse 18. Um, the, verse 18 and 19, it says, The Lord, start with eight, with 18. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And this is, a, this is a, uh, what God causes in his people they desire that. They desire uh, uh, him to to reveal himself to us, to uh, become our salvation, as it says here. And at verse 22 speaks to what we saw in, in uh, Isaiah also that we'll read again. The stone which the builders rejected refuses become the headstone of the corner. Speaking of the Lord himself, that the one that the one that has been prophesied and spoken of and told of since at least the third chapter he's going to heel's going to be bruised but his the serpent's head's going to be smashed he's going to be destroyed and and uh, uh, and he will deliver his people and then in uh, Matthew 21 Matthew 21 we're going to Kind of go back and forth a little bit in the, in some of this, but Matthew chapter twenty one. Starting with verse um, Matthew uh, Matthew twenty one, starting with 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 verse, uh, let me get the right place. Twenty one. Forty. Well, actually, verse forty two is what we're going to read. Um, the parable up here of the the husbandman. We're not going to read all, but the husband one and sends different ones there and yeah. 
are taken and beaten and killed and and then down um, verse 38 actually I'm sorry it says uh, that it says but when the husbandmen saw the son they said among themselves this is the heir come let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance and they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him when the Lord therefore the vineyard cometh what will he do unto these husbandmen Verse 41, they say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard to other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits of their season. Jesus saith unto them, did you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the stame has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in, his, marvelous in our eyes. And here speaking of himself, obviously coming in, and doing the work the Father sent him, our Lord, uh, to redeem his people, and they took and slew him, as it says here, and, and by wicked hands. And, and it says in verse 42, Did you never read the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected, the stame has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And obviously when it talks about this, and make him that position. He had that position. He was the chief cornerstone. They rejected that. Uh, uh, men rejected that cornerstone as worthless and valueless, but it did not change the position he was in. Our Lord was, um, as we have several records of, he's the one that spoke things into, into existence, creation, and sustains all things. They, he, he wasn't put in that position by men or religion. He was... He is Lord God Almighty with, with, because he's Lord God Almighty, and, and that has nothing to do with that. Um, verse, verse 12, back again in Isaiah, and I, something that I don't want to go back without, uh, I don't want to go, go on without that verse. In Isaiah, again, In verses 9 through 12, remember, God taught the people truth, it says, line upon line, precept upon precept, by his prophets. In all time, God has had his, his men proclaim the gospel and what God would have men to know in that way outwardly, time from the beginning of time. But they would not, in verse 12, it says, in Isaiah 20, it says, This is the rest where he said unto them, This is the rest wherein you, ye may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. And I mean, to this day, how many people hear the, the gospel when it's preached by, by God's ministers and preachers that preach the word? How many people hear it and nod their head or, or whatever and it, they won't hear it? They don't, they don't hear it. As Cain, Cain wouldn't wouldn't hear it. He did, he just did not hear that. Um, the truth of God's been declared all, like I say, through time. But natural man cannot hear it. He has no heart for it and no spiritual life. In Luke twenty four, along this same uh, speaking to this in Luke chapter twenty four, and we're very familiar with this passage here on the. The two on the road to Emmaus, and the Lord comes and, and uh, speaks to them. 
Um, and remember, uh, he comes upon them in Luke chapter 24, and, and he says, what's, what's, what's up, guys? And their, dirt's, their chins are in the dirt as they heading towards Emmaus. And he said, you a stranger that haven't heard what's going on here? The one we thought was going to redeem and save killed, and there we are. We're, we're, our bubble's been popped as far as that hope goes. And um, Christ says to them in verse 25 and 26, it says, Then he said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto a village, and whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone farther, but they constrained him. And, he, and we know the rest of that as it goes on, and he meets with them and others. But here, as it says here, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And uh, by nature, that we're, we, we can't see it. We just have no heart or eyes or ears to hear that. Remember, he Christ was spoke to the to the Pharisees, and and I believe there were a lot of Pharisees that were honest as they could be, men as, as far as they weren't evil evil hearted as far as their intents, as far as they understood things, and they were following the old religion best they could, and weren't all out to kill people with stuff. But but Christ met an awful lot of them, and that we have record of it that were pretty evil in that outwardly even. And, but they were those, and he spoke to some of those and said, search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are those that testify of me. And, and they thought they had eternal life in the method they had, and yet the, the bed's too short and the cover's too small. The, 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 um, the religion they had, as far as just the religion goes, it was, as we know, it was a works religion like a lot of natural man still have. Works religion, and it just isn't going to get the job done. It's not, there's no spiritual value to that. And the, the, uh, there, there were those, I believe, that in, the, in all time we know there were those that followed the, the religion that was prescribed in the Old Testament of the sacrificing that saw what those were talking about. As Norm said uh, just the other day, speaking about the the uh, the scapegoat and the one that was sacrificed and the one that the hands were laid on and then it was led away into the wilderness, um, uh, there were those that understood that picture that that God showed them that that was that was as the Lord Himself, the blood that was that was shed for His people and that the sins were put on and taken care away. There were those that just saw two goats and they went through the motions of that, and that's all they ever saw. But there were those from time of old that understood that God showed them that this was their hope, picture of the of their hope of the Messiah that was to come. And uh, that there are those that, that understood that and knew that. And um, in Romans chapter 1, and we, we have... We have record, it's not, um, it's not hard to find record in the scriptures of 
what we're seeing and also of what man is like and what the hope that is that God's people have that God has laid out for his people but in in Romans chapter 1 and just a few just a few verses you could read you could put in your parentheses Romans and and go that route but we're going to look at just a little bit in Romans chapter 1 starting with 18 now this is this is speaking to the to the uh, to natural man and the Gentiles that are they're guilty before God by nature, but it it's not just Gentiles; it's obviously all of man. But it says, "Chapter one, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath shown um, it unto them." For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Uh, uh, for, wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, change the truth of God into a lie and worship, and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. It, it goes on, but I want to, uh, a thought I want to back up here. Verse 18 where it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all godliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Um, saw that, and that addresses that, what we saw in Isaiah chapter 28, when they, when they said, we have, we have an agreement with the devil in hell and we're, we're taken care of. And here where it says, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, and, uh, and and that's the best that can be done by nature or by works or any other source other than God's spirit to his people. Um, and that the hope that is before us is that is that rock that we have. And we're going to look at um, a couple of places. Isaiah chapter 5, just a I think this is where I want to go. Isaiah chapter 5. And just a thought here. No, that's not where I want. I'm sorry. Turn the page. Okay. John chapter 3. We've just got a couple of time for just a couple of spots. But John chapter 3. And uh, he's visiting with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And, and Christ tells him, 
that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus kind of scratches his head and, and, and sees that in a physical way and doesn't understand that. And, and Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot see the, enter the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth, and hears the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it comes from, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. And then um, I want to jump down here to verse 14 of John chapter 3, and it says, As Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Love the world that he gave not in son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son. And then, um, and it says in verse 19, this is the condemnation that lights come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought of God. And in, in this, um, and, and for time we're going to have to uh, continue at a different time, a different, another lesson with this, but for another time. But th- those have to be brought by God to himself. They have to be brought God to himself. And he has to reveal that truth. It doesn't come by, by religious teachings that we saw, as we see, and uh, only God can open the eyes to do that, and he does so. Um, and that is the hope that and he is having and that we hold to and stand in and that uh, that foundation, that true rock that is laid, that God laid and reveals himself to us. And with that, be free. Thank you. Recording stopped. Recording stopped.